welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome everyone to episode 21 of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. So Matt, how's your week been so far? Yeah, it's been all right. How's your week been? Interesting. <laughs> Mate, have you signed on yet? Have I signed? Yeah, well, before we start, I was going to say, those of you who haven't listened to episode 20, stop episode 21, listen to episode 20. Yeah. And then this will become more relevant because last week we spoke about comeback or setbacks, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, man. And I can't believe we actually filmed, well, we actually recorded the wrong episode on the wrong week because this would have been very fitting with today's, wouldn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Those of you who, who follow myself or Matt on, on Instagram and even are from our local area will will know that, sadly, the gym that I work at, the Park Club, have closed their doors for good as of 25th of November. So, yeah, a bit of a, a shock, Matt. I know, man. It is a, almost a bit of a reality of this year, isn't it, as well, with, you know, with that sounding too doom and gloom people losing their jobs places shutting i always thought it would be like restaurants and things like nightclubs and bars that would shut because they've had it really tough but even if i say for a gym to shut that's been there for so long melf is is quite scary actually especially me being a gym owner it it's very very scary to hear a company that you used to work for which is you know a big uh nationwide company actually close yeah, I mean, that gym has been there since, well, since time began, really. So, I mean... <laughs> it's always been there. Just like the world was built around that gym. No. Um, <laughs> I've been there for 10 years, and a lot of the members of people I've been training have actually been there longer. So it's been a massive chunk of their life, and it was a fitness first prior to uh, the park club. So it's it's been a well-known gym, and... Yeah, where the, the speed of the process of it closing down was very abrupt and it really reinforces and brings home the seriousness of not only the the pandemic of the health situation, but also the effects on you know, jobs and mm. industries, especially the, the health and fitness industry. Not only have people been limited in what they can do, but now obviously they're also limited with locations. But as the podcast last week, we discussed adapt and overcome. Yeah. I mean, I've heard for the grapevine, Mike, you're actually going to become a full-time influencer. Is that true? I'm, I've already applied for my blue tick. Yeah, what were you going to what were you do, like head and shoulders? I've heard you can do that mm, one. Either full-time influencer or dolphin trainer. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note, I'm going to just spend the next few days taking it all in. I think it's important to not to rush into a snap decision and think, right, well got to panic and do this and that is the next part of my life has to benefit those in those in my close circle but also it has to be right for my client base as well so I've no doubt that this will create new opportunities and there will always be a positive out of this situation so I'm really looking forward to what it brings. No good luck to you Melv, really good luck to you mate, I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And talking about looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Christmas, as, uh, as is most people. Mm, actually, I'm not that big on Christmas, I'll be honest with you. Christmas is, is not my oh. jam, if I'm being honest. Like, 
It doesn't bother me, honestly. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Maybe. All right. Um, (laughs) Should we? Should we? Should we do a different one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, <laughs> now because it's weird like I, I was programming literally for the gyms being open again so I was, I was writing program out for our members and I was thinking I only could get three weeks programming shit we're in December already son do you know what I mean we are pretty close in the year and it does not feel like December to me at all this year has been so intense I think we, you do lose concept of, of time I know it's a cliche but this year has absolutely flown by Mm, yeah and like i said like december's gonna be different for a lot of people like i always associate december with um like christmas parties like with the gym um, yeah. i was associated with catching up with mates a bit more having a bit more time having some off time because me and the missus usually always go away the day after boxing day right up to new year so it, yeah. it's kind of a weird month as well i know these are all like little first world problems they're not like they're not the end of the world but it's kind of what you associate december with is is kind of relaxing and enjoying yourself a little bit and um if you listen to this we're actually in tier three in kent so we practically can't do anything can we mel from being honest um not particularly no it's it's kind of like continuing as you were with lockdown gyms are back open which is fantastic i know that you've been extremely busy this week planning ahead for Mm. like you mentioned that short sharp December so you can you know just relaunch and and get back to doing what what you guys are good at yeah man but yeah it's gonna be an odd month and I think people I don't know what, what frame of mind people are gonna be in this time of year because usually you know if I was on social media I might launch something like I hate calling this as well I hate this title Christmas survival guide because it's not like surviving it's just basically not getting fat over Christmas in it really but we'd usually launch a product like that there's like a free book or um, a Facebook group survive over Christmas, but I, I don't really know what to do from being completely nice because it's a weird time of year. So <laughs> I guess in some ways, I think the key is here is not to assume that the whole month is Christmas. And I think that's the problem. Cause I mean, Christmas song starts, decorations are up. Mine's already up already. Mate, so I think sometimes you get, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you get the, into that frame of mind of December already, you know, the usual things that we have to watch out for and ways that we can just manage December as best we can while still enjoying our Christmas period, correct? Yeah. I think even with a lot of my online clients as well, um, I know they have like goals and aspirations to achieve as soon as they can. But the reality is that dieting over Christmas is pretty fucking dumb. It's, oh, man. No, yeah. no one's, no one's going to redo it. When you're sitting back in November and you're like, yeah, I'm going to die up to Christmas Eve and stuff like you think. No, no, don't. Just don't. Just don't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'm going to tell you now. Don't do it to yourself. Um, so when we look at, you know, maybe from clients that I tend to work with, which are predominantly weight loss, is that actually we actually want to start a process called like a reverse diet probably now, which is, you know, in short, increasing someone's calorie intake up to a maintenance level so they can relax over Christmas a little bit. And I think that's quite a, a smart way to go when it comes to, to dieting. Come off things like food logs, yeah, relax a bit, enjoy it, um, but certainly don't sort of go OTT with things. Creating a temporary goal, you still allow you to stay on track with regards to your, your long-term outcome goal. You see it mm. as part of the process. No matter what it is, if it's a performance goal, whether it be an aesthetic goal. Yeah. So the main thing is not to put too much pressure on yourself 
and it's got to be relevant to to where you are in your situation. Yeah, I mean, I think that the sort of the thought of maintaining is, is gives people anxiety because they don't feel like they're making progress. But just maintaining, whether you said it be aesthetic or performance, it isn't a bad thing, especially putting on things hold to stereotypically January when we do have a little bit more available time. There's less sort of urge to socialize, even though we technically can't socialize at the moment. Um, yeah. it's, it's not a problem putting things on hold. Um, even from a, a nutrition perspective, I mean, I'm going to talk predominantly from a sort of aesthetic weight loss because that is the yeah. sort of majority of clients I deal with. I know you um, deal with more sports performance clients. Um, so it'd be good to get your views on this. But I already definitely put someone on like, you know, a, a diet break almost where we could like take them up to maintenance with um, some people. I will maybe do like a five-day deficit diet and then like a two-day maintenance. They can almost fit it around any sort of social occasions, if you want to call it that now, where yeah. they can able to maintain and maybe even lose a little bit of weight without feel like they're too restricted this time of year. And that's the key word there, right, Matt, is restrictive. And that's what we don't want to be over Christmas. And I'll tell you one thing, um, from my point of view, I used to be a terrible buffet eater. Honestly, I'd be one of those people. Age buffet. Honestly. Do you know what? Talking about a buffet, I think the best buffet food ever, you never see it anywhere else, Mike, is cheese and pineapple on a stick. Oh, yes. Old school 80s. Hedgehog. Old school 80s. Yes, yes. Mm. Volavon in there as well. Old school. Old school. I mean, I used to literally go to a buffet. All year round, I wouldn't even touch a pork pie. But for some reason at Christmas, I think, yeah, well, you know, I don't even like pork pies, but I'd always put it on my plate and then I'd, I'd feel the a need to do it. And same with those what's those prawns in, the, in those pastry. What are they called? Volavons or whatever Volavons, they call them? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, when would I ever eat one? And that's, I used to think, well, you know, it's Christmas, so. A proper beige out. buffet, innit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Deep fried prawns in, in whatever. And I, I would never even touch that normally rather than choosing the items that we actually really enjoy. Do you know who I blame? Blame what? I blame my mum. Oh. Do you know why? Because as kids, always had to finish the plate. Always finish your plate, or you're not, you know, you, you can't get down from the dinner table. So I've been ingrained in my deep psyche that I have to finish my plate every single time. So if, if I leave food on the plate, it's really against the grain for me as well. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so full. But my mum's going to tell me off at 33 years old. I still think my mum's going to pop behind me and go, wait, have you finished your plate? But how do you get around that anyway? I think, like, I mean, it does help as well, Mike, being vegan, because when you go to a vegan buffet, there isn't really that much. It's like falafel, maybe some spring vegetable rolls. That's it. You can't overdo <laughs> on that. You have a few of them and you're like, job done. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it is, it's almost like changing habits. Just the way I could kind of... Um, compared to being vegan because growing up always told me to finish my plate always had meat with every meal um, and these are some kind of subconscious habits that are ingrained in us from being children so when I decided to go vegan last year it was I couldn't imagine like a plate of food without meat it was like strange like what's the centerpiece of this meal so almost like breaking that habit of having that association with meat is the same association with like finish it, finishing your plate. Um, I know some people use like things like smaller plates works in the past, but I think it's down to like, sitting back and thinking, am I full 
or am I just being gluttonous? Sometimes slowing down, enjoying your food, enjoying the experience of it all, and you know, just not feeling the need to kind of yeah. overdo it. And I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think as well. Like if you're going to these sort of like buffets or Christmas dinner, is kind of making allowances. Is like going, okay, well, I'm going to eat a little bit more tonight than I usually would do, but I'm not going to do something like drink that night because then there's like adding extra calories on, or I'm going to maybe not snack throughout the day just to allow that extra little bit because that's what I'm going to really enjoy. So half it is actually really just managing your overall intake as well mm. around everything else. Um, that's sort of my bit of advice when it comes to this time of year. But when it comes to, if we do consume more calories, Mike, this time of year, do you find training gets a little bit better because you've got a little bit more energy? Uh, probably the opposite for me. I'm always just sat on the sofa of my... With uh, <laughs> with the TV remote going, oh, I'll train in an hour. Then an hour comes, like I train in next day. Next day comes, oh, oh. and and you know, like when you when you go for like a we go for quality street and you you start with oh. the good ones, then you start with the purples and you start yeah. with the greens, and then like by the end you're eating like the like the strawberry creams and that. That's my style. The strawberry Shut cream. Up. Who does that? I bet you're the orange creams as well. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You end up like sort of consuming things you wouldn't normally consume because yeah. they're there. In all fairness, my routine doesn't really change that much. I used to always think, well, I've got to do cardio because the more I sweat, the more I can eat. And again, mm. it's a terrible mindset to be in. Use exercise, guys, as a release. Enjoy exercise. But just continue to do the stuff that you enjoy. If it means going for a walk for another an hour, continue to do that. If you like to go in a circuit, that's fine. Don't. There's no specific training that's going to assist no. better over christmas just do stuff that you enjoy yeah i agree that sort of whole association with um guilt and exercise isn't a very good mix because you think oh i consumed an extra thousand calories which means i've got to go on the treadmill and burn an extra thousand calories doesn't quite work like that do you know what i mean uh, i found something which says like a, a roast turkey so 60 grams of roast turkey is equal to 100 calories which means 60 minutes of walking and eight minutes of running um, one pig in blanket, um, obviously not that you consume that, would be 70 calories, 12 minutes of walking, and six minutes of running. Mm. Um, three large roast potatoes, 161 calories, means 27 minutes of walking, and 14 minutes of running. So, it's like, <laughs> again, it's just like, really? Oh, yeah, it's a little bollocks, isn't it? Like, I think people, people do forget that like you guys being alive actually burns calories you have you, yeah. you know, your bmr which is which is essentially keeping you alive so you haven't got to burn off every single calorie you consume like it's not going to cause that much damage yeah and i think try to stress about oh no i've eaten four roast potatoes that means now i've got a, a walk another eight minutes now no no just continue what you do otherwise you'll end up getting indigestion or just not enjoying your actual Christmas. <laughs> just being mindful of what you're doing is important too. Stress too much about having to earn your dinner. I mean, behave yourself. Ah, oh, it's like I had a client a few years ago and they was doing like a, they was keeping a track of their food using like something like my fitness pal. And it got to the point of like, when there was like logging like Christmas day, I was like, you feel real. Don't know Christmas day on my fitness oh, pal. Oh, really? 
yeah and but as, as mike says it is almost like it's that mindfulness as well so even with that client we actually had to come away from a food log because essentially you're not going to keep on like a food or calorie tracker or point system for the rest of your life there needs to be a little bit of um, mindfulness around it there needs to be a bit of intuitiveness about um, nutrition intake but you're thinking have you know without tracking anything have i you know over consumed today mm. rather than it's almost that, that fear factor of, of not tracking and not understanding um, yeah. and like you say food tracking is is a very 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 useful tool but it has its place it's just a tool it's just used at yeah. certain times like i haven't tracked anything for probably about a year and a half but yeah. you know, if i needed to for some reason if i was going to do like a even though I wouldn't do it like a bodybuilding show or a physique yeah. competition, I'd probably have to track again, but I don't. And the key is, is when we're putting the information in, if we are tracking, make an effort to understand what you're doing as well. Mm. It's almost like relying on a satellite navigation to get you to work every day. Yeah. You know, eventually, you don't need to, to use it. Whereas if you're going to a, a new location, yeah, you might need it for the first two times, but after a while, you'll get used to where you're going. Same thing with nutrition as well rather than just putting it in the app and then forgetting about it it's just like okay well i know that an egg now okay well standard eggs 60 yeah. 60 60 70 calories you know i'm gonna put it in anyway but if someone asks me on the street turn around <laughs> how many calories in Boy, an egg you, you over there you stop there oh what's up mate i'm gonna go 90, 92 calories we've got <laughs> Eight wrong the large egg. <laughs> potassium <laughs> potassium how much fiber bruv down the street sweating <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. um you know what yeah. go on. One, one thing talking about going out sometimes when we when i used to go out for meals i'd always make sure that i'd eat regularly up to that point throughout the day then by the time I came to my evening meal, whether I was out or that, I just felt I was in a, a much better mindset to choose options which I enjoyed, but reduce my chances of over-consuming. People sometimes, don't they, they sometimes starve themselves throughout the day yeah. just so they can over-consume in, in the evening. I don't know what your yeah. thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, actually, I've recently, I, I had this with um, an online client as well, and the, the, the key to going out before she went out for like a meal hour where she didn't want to overconsume alcohol or food was a Warburton's thin bagel with some tuna in a little bit of light mayo yeah I've had that before she went out like you said eat a quite normal day almost have that feeling of almost satiety before you go out you know mm. you, you're going on the menu they're going around and they're like so who wants starters and she was like mm, no I'm all right I'll, I'll just have a, a main because you almost have that level of fullness before you've even gone out because you've eaten quite regularly throughout the day. That is definitely one strategy that I'm quite sort of favorable to. I was envy people who go, oh, food don't really bother me because I fucking, I love food. Well, I love the taste of food. I love the action oh. of eating food. Oh, it's yes. the best thing ever. So it always, make, it always quite surprises me that you sometimes meet people go, I'm not really fussed about food. No, oh, I, I wake up and the first thing I think about is eating. Yeah, I beg your pardon? <laughs> I'm like, where the kitchen at? But yeah, I mean, like I say, it's not, we're not going to label this as like a Christmas survival guide. We're just yeah. kind of giving you little tidbits about, you know, how you can even choose to maintain and kind of enjoy Christmas. And if you want to train, train. If you don't, no problem. Especially the year we've had, the last thing we want to do is create more stress over Christmas and not actually enjoy the time of year. So 
and yeah. like Matt said, do stuff that you enjoy. Yeah, and I think me and Mel are going to do a big podcast probably just before the new year as well. Um, we might do a little bit of a longer version with how to get started in the new year. So it might be a bit of a lengthy version of the podcast, but it's going to yeah. be really, really useful content for you guys starting up in January. Yes, yes, good shout, mate. All right, mate. All right, everyone, thank you very much for listening to episode 21. Remember, have a bloody lovely Christmas. Melf? Stay safe, stay well. What he said.